This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridgestone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We are gearing up to be holding and playing and practicing, Barry, that's what I'm doing, a lot of bridge over the next 10 days. We've still got the snot over in Australia that's happening. He's been playing in it. I've been ramping up the number of times I've played on Real Bridge and I played with screens for the first time the other night. That was an what experience. did you think? I quite liked it, to be fair. Got a grumpy partner on the other side of the screen. You can't see them. <laughs> well, that's, that's all right. My grandchildren are still stuck in Hamilton trying to find their way to Dunedin. The young fella says, I don't mind Nana Mouse, do you? What do you mean to say to that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, I do, mate, because you're sort of cramping my style a little bit. But no, of course I don't, sweetheart. So anyway. We had a nice email from Christine Burton from the New Plymouth Bridge Club. Yes. So New Plymouth is going to compete in its first international match, Mariana. That's very good with our friends over in the... Yeah, so apparently it's not easy to play bridge if you live in the Kyle of Lochalsh, and I've probably pronounced that wrongly, a small town in the highlands of Scotland. The local bridge club draws its members from the Kyle of Lochalsh and the Isle of Skye. I can pronounce that one. (laughs) <laughs> just across from the mainland. They started just five years ago and the membership is now nearing 40. They're doing pretty well. So we've yeah. got some listeners over there, as we know, Marianas. Welcome to all you guys from the Kyle of Lacoche. I guess they're a little bit almost like Westport Greymouth bridges that have to travel a fair bit to get there. Since they play duplicate once a week and they travel long distances to play at other clubs. Yeah. During lockdown, they've been playing online bridge one session of BBO a week and one of Real Bridge. With winter not far away, they are looking for more opportunities for online bridge and they're keen to take up Real Bridge's offer to cover the costs of any twin town team match in a publicity drive due to end in November. The Kyle of Lacolche doesn't have a twin town, so appealed to an online friend for help. And Pam Livingston, our own Kermit, bridge tutor extraordinaire, she suggested New Plymouth as a potential opponent. Some negotiations, they've settled on a team match at 8 o'clock in the morning. On Saturday, the 23rd of October, each club will field three teams. One of our members, this is New Plymouth, and expat Scott has expressed doubts that we will be able to understand the Scottish burr, which is very distinctive in that part of the world. Wow. They can refer themselves as KOFL. How do you think that's pronounced? KOFL, maybe they just call themselves KOFL. I can pronounce that. (laughs) They'll be happy to play a further match with New Plymouth, gaining the evening slot this time. Come and watch our matches before you play in your team match at the Hamilton team event on the same day. Regard it as a warm-up. Remember when they first reached out to us that they listened to the Bridge Zone podcast. So welcome and thank you so much for listening. We were talking about the old trout syndrome. And that was, that's a comment that because they've been watching Jane Stern on New Zealand Bridge website and her video or their video lessons. Glad to hear that they're still around and still actively trying to keep up their bridge addiction. 
Hey, got a question. Talking about doubles and off-shape hands, I guess, and on 10 minutes or something, we, we did just broach the subject of doubles. But, you know, when you've got a nice sort of hand, 20 to 22-ish, and it's not quite balanced, and the standard balance, we would say, no more than one doubleton, no singletons, no voids. What sort of leeway do we have there, Barry? So look, more and more I notice at the top level, look, people are opening off shape to no trumps hand, particularly when they're four, two, five, two, or you know, any, any two doubletons. Yep. If it's within range, it's an awkward hand. I know you can open in your five card suit and you can reverse or jump in your four card suit, depending on what they are. I see more and more players seem to be opening those hands to no trumps. You won't read that in any of the beginner's manuals, but there are more and more of them. There's another awkward-shaped hand that I've noticed them opening to no trumps as well, and that's the four triple one hands, Mariana. Okay. You know how we've talked about on the corner cover hands, the triple yep. four ones? They're always awkward. They don't get any easier when you've got the points for no trumps, but you can't open it with a singleton. A lot of people seem to be opening those at the one and one no trump if they're within range, or two no trumps if they're within range. I think in America they have a rule that you are allowed to open one no trump with a singleton if the singleton is an honour. It's gone that fast. So sometimes when you're in the range for a no trump and you're a little bit off shape, works out quite well sometimes. It doesn't come with any guarantees <laughs> that to open a no trump there. The auction will usually go relatively smoothly. Partner will stamen or they'll transfer or they'll do whatever they do. And it'll usually work out the auction will go okay. Whether you end up in the right spot or not, don't blame me if it doesn't happen. Well, this isn't a watch the space time. What I'm really probably saying is that particularly the hands when you've got a four-card major and a five-card minor and you're two-two in the other two suits yep. and you're within your range for one no trump or two no trump, mm-hmm. that you should think about opening that one no trump or two no trump. Mm-hmm. Wait for the outraged emails to come in, Mariana. Bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. Well, there was a recent change in the regulations, wasn't there, about opening one no trump and it could be off shape. Does it stretch that far to two no trumps, Barry? Exactly the same, really, in, in, a, in a lot of ways. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't really consider a hand that was 4-2-5-2 to be that much off shape. Yes, it's got two doubletons. It hasn't got a singleton. It's, it's a relatively balanced hand. It's within the range. The opposition probably haven't been disadvantaged too much with the description that this is a balanced hand. Oh, okay. I don't know how directors would rule on that. We got any directors listening in? How would you rule if uh, you got called to the table and found that somebody had opened one no trump with four two five two shape, for instance? I know that you'd probably want to know how often this happened. Maybe we should ask Judge Julie and see what she says. And if any directors are going to email in, we could compare them. Could be a question for Judge Julie for sure. Have you reached the rule of twenty nine on one of these? slightly off shape 20 to 22 hands you're saying your preference for a 4252 in your opinion is to open two no trumps instead of two clubs yep absolutely i just think that you know a 20 count or a 21 count with 4252 that ain't a two club opener for me i know it qualifies on this rule of that doesn't make it good enough you know you also got your rebid problem so you open two clubs and partner bids the predictable two diamonds now you're going to call it a balanced hand now or are you going to bid your five card suit i see but it just opens up a whole can of worms whereas Mm -hmm. opening two no trumps 
might not work, but it gets your point count off your chest, roughly your shape off your chest, and hopefully partner will get it right. Hey, Barry, so if you happen to have no honours in these two two two-card suits, does that change your mind at all? Well, I like it less. Maybe (laughs) if I had two small doubletons and the other two suits, I might consider opening at the one level and holding my breath. If I've got 20 points and I'm 4-2-2-5 or something like that, and all my points are in clubs and spades, my two long suits, I think I'd open one club. If partner can't bid over one club, we may not have a game on, Mariana. We need them to have a few bits and pieces, don't we? True. Well, that's interesting. Mm. If you've got any interesting hands like that, just drop us a line because I think that's the way I like to think about the hands. And we also had an email from a caller, Barry, that if we are discussing a hand, perhaps we could actually post up the hand that we had in question. So listening to the podcast and actually visualising and actually seeing the hand, maybe that could be something that we could do. So just tell me, over the last five days, how many games of bridge have you had? Um, I haven't played since Friday, I don't think. I'm back playing a little bit more. I've got a little bit more flexibility. I'm liking it. And I know that our online bridge tournament through Real Bridge Platform, that is ramping up. A lot of people will play a lot of boards this weekend. I did get tied up on Real Bridge yesterday, but I wasn't playing. Ah, what were you doing? I was just happened to be in having a look at the finals because they yep. were quite interesting. Johansson playing against Ashton, and I was a bit interested to see how they'd go, and they won again. They were behind after the first 12 boards. The Johansson team, which was only a four-person team, Bit of a big ask. They were actually leading. And one of the guys, Peter Cox, who I don't know, I think he's in marketing at the ABF. He asked me if I would do some commentary. Cool. Well, Mariana, you know what it's like if somebody asked me to talk? I talk. Yep. They had a video as well. I didn't realize there was going to be a video too. So yeah, it went pretty well. I'm used to talking a lot on podcasts and things. I think it went okay. If there's any listeners that heard, what did you think? Had a bit of a problem in the last set when the guy that was commentating with me, Peter, I don't know what happened, but he disappeared and I basically had to sit there and talk about 12 boards on my own. <laughs> he probably thought, oh, this chap, he seems to be able to yak a lot, so I'll just leave him to it. See you later, Barry. <laughs> I didn't have any problem, Mariana. Yeah. i got a million stories to tell. How do you find it when you're actually commentating online and they're taking a little bit of time. Do you feel that urge to fill in the... The dead air? Yes, you do. I made a fatal error on one hand where they bid to slam. Yep. And the opponents let a diamond through the king, king to five and dummy. And the, the next hand had ace, jack to four. And I said, this slam is going to go down. You know, the ace was sitting over the king. Declara played flow from dummy and the next person put the ace up. Oh. And I said, oops, it's making now. So it's always fatal to predict what's going to happen on these things. You can make an idiot of yourself pretty easily. I've got to say, I quite enjoyed commentating, actually. It's always better when you've got a, another person that commentating with you. All right, it's, you can throw your comments backwards and forwards, yeah. Although have... when I was talking on my own, I had a few people chatting. And what, do they ask questions? Oh, yeah, they ask... do. They ask questions and, and they make comments. Exciting. So can you actually go back and see and view the commentary and listen to it and and the hands, or do you just go into Real Bridge and click on the finals and then bring it all up? I think you probably can. I think you just click thing up the top with a little video camera and you click on it and it says commentary and you click on that. So I presume you can play it back. 
I haven't done that. <laughs> I'm going to go and listen to myself talking. I'm going to go and have a little listen, and I'll show you a rating card. We'll rate from oh, God. Oh, God. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hey, here we go. But no, that sounds <laughs> good. Hey, what, so Peter what, did ask me to send my email address to him, whether he's got some other commentating gigs in mind for me. I don't know. Oh, he might Maybe. be hooking you up there, Barry. Well, let's go off and listen to Judge Dooley. Shall we ask her the question about Trump? Shape, no Trump. Let's go there now. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning, Judge Dooley. Good morning. I've got a question for you. You'd be surprised to hear this, but occasionally, Julie... I've opened something and I might not have exactly what I said. Now, if that was to happen, the example we were talking about was I've opened a no trump when it's maybe not quite the classic shape and the director gets called later on and says, look at what he did. He opened it with a singleton or whatever he did. Am I going to get my head knocked off? (laughs) This isn't, you know, sort of how much you do it, what the situation is. I mean, we have 11 counts that we know look better than some 12 counts we pick up. We have hand shapes where we don't have good rebids and we've got to make a choice amongst bad choices. And we have people that frequently bid their hand that is not quite what it seems. And where is the line here between psyching, which is a gross misdescription of the hand, partnership agreement, which is really an important issue, or the fact that you've just got a difficult hand and you're making a choice that your partner isn't actually really aware of. So we have these three levels of with bidding and with the way that we're ruling. For a start, if you go outside your partnership agreement, very, very rarely so your partner is as surprised as everybody else, but your hand is within those parameters that we expect. It's got the right point range or is one point outside of it. It's close enough to what it's meant to be. Then there's no issue. But if you do it repeatedly, then your partner should start including that in their explanation. One no trump, triple four one hands. A specific triple four one hand occurs about 1% of the time. Generally, if you're going to lie about this particular shape hand and you're no trump, you're not going to do it with a singleton major. So the chances when you open one no trump that it's got a singleton are virtually non-existent. Is that part of your agreement? Well, I would say no, because some triple four ones, you're not going to open one no trump. You're going to open something else. And if on this day you decide to, because of whatever reason, like maybe the singleton's a king or a queen or you're playing a weak note, whatever the reason is, it is not what you would normally do with this hand. Your partner doesn't even know it's a possibility. So it certainly isn't part of the explanation. If you're opening something a bit more frequently, and here we get into... Certainly in the open tournaments where one no trump could contain a six card minor, five card majors are just normal, so I'm not even going to go there, could be five, four, two, two, those sorts of things where other players might think, well, that's not balanced. Mm -hmm. Then perhaps that does come into the statement that when you open one no trump, your partner says 12 to 14 can be off shape or 15 to 17 can be off shape. The point that it can be doesn't mean that it is. And that I really would like to make clear. It's like when it's a two plus club, doesn't mean you've only got two. It is something that might happen. If you open two no trumps, because of our modern style of bidding where we play weak twos with various natures, we've only got two bids for strong hands, maybe three, two clubs and two no trumps. So two no trumps now 
semi-balanced is pretty normal because you're just stuck. What do you do with 21 points where if you open two clubs and partner bids two diamonds, you don't want to be in game? Do you open one of something and keep your fingers crossed? It is really difficult. So you can say it's off shape as part of your agreement, and that is fine because we really shouldn't have secrets at the bridge table. But if you're a player and you're thinking, ah, it's not balanced, well, sometimes you're just stuck. You really, really are. You can just take that one to the bank. If anybody sees you sitting there with your fingers crossed, you're not trying to signal to partner, you're just doing what Judge <laughs> said. Sitting with your fingers crossed, you are signaling to partner. i hope i've done the right thing i mean seriously how much space will they have in what you're doing however just before i do finish on this a psych is a gross misdescription of the hand it is a hand that isn't just oh this is a difficult hand for me to bid and for this one occasion i'm going to make this choice a psych is an outright lie about what you hold right so if you open two no trumps with two, four, two, five, or something like that, and 20 to 22 points, that is not a psych. If you open two no trumps with two, four, two, five, and a six count, that is 100% of the time a psych. It is a gross <laughs> misdescription. And more importantly, your partner doesn't have any idea that you are telling this lie. Well, you're more likely to get an appalling result than you are to get a good one. You've decided to open on your eight count with four diamonds to the king, queen, jack, ten, and you think that would be a good idea to open a diamond. A, a certain is it a hand opener, or is it, is it not? A certain hand opener is expected to be less than an opening hand at times. One way of looking at it is perhaps an advanced overcall. Years ago, when I directed at Congress, these Aucklanders, they drive you nuts. And this particular Aucklander had opened with a six count, third in hand, with king, queen, jack to five or to four. I can't remember now exactly what Did it was. Did you take him around the back and shoot him? Well, we're still arguing about it to this day. He's not very far away from me at the moment. We don't think we ever really agreed okay. on this. Okay, hey, hey, hey so- you keep your dirty laundry in your own backyard. <laughs> So people have a different idea about what a psych may be or may not be. And certain hand is an accepted time to open with less than a normal opening bit. But it's done for a strategic reason, probably a lead directing. So the suit will normally be good. It's not a four count with nothing. That would be an outright psych. Often a risk-taking event because the hand might get passed in. It's a different situation. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> you would have opened yourself up to a whole lot of followers, Judge Julie, on that third opening hand. I could just imagine it now. But Judge Julie said that I can. <laughs> a little bit more leeway. Yeah, than... She said it was okay. Look, look, as long as I cross my fingers, I'd be fine. Look, for people that aren't certain, and there are variations on everything we say, New Zealand Bridge beginners, say an overcall is eight to 15 points i think if you've got a reasonable suit with an eight count third in hand you may well open it without it being a soft i'm not saying you should do it i'm just pointing out to hear the flash description what judge julie called that barry an advanced overcall It's a reasonable way of looking at it. Well, you might have to find more room for some people that want to come in and support Bailiff on that count. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There may be plenty of people out there. I feel pretty confident that there wouldn't be thousands of people on Patrick's side. I could be wrong. 
I think you should open the door and let him come in and defend himself. No, no, no. And I like the advanced overcall in seat three. <laughs> they might get referred to from here on in as the Atkinson overcall. No, no. That'd be funny. All right, well, we'll let it slide then on your other name, on your alias name. We could call it the JJ overcall. <laughs> Very interesting subject this morning, I have to say. One of those things that don't get talked about. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. And we shall catch you next week. All right. Now let's go off and go to Kermit and New Plymouth. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond. Manamana. 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 What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Hi there. Have you got a good tip for us this week? Well, my tip today is, it's a, sort of like a psychological thing. You know when someone really wants you to do something, it's trying to make you do something, and that makes you want to do the opposite? <laughs> well, my tip today is, whatever declarer is trying to do is not to your advantage. So if they're trying to make you do something, they're not thinking about you, they're not on your side. If declarer is trying to lead you into doing something, perhaps sit back and think, is there a good reason why I should not do it? That's my tip for today. There's a nice looking suit in dummy and partner plays a high card out of their hand. Well, I think declarer wants you to take that trick so that they can get over to dummy and cash those tricks. So maybe think about not doing that because they're not on your side. Ah, right. So thoughts? Only one person on your side, and it's not either of those two. (laughs) It's great when you're a defender, somebody at the table is on your side. It doesn't always feel like it, but (laughs) they're on your side. But the clearer, you know, they're not just giving you a trick because they like you. And the better they are, the less likely they are to be doing something that's good for you. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes they can entice you to do that stuff. Can't they? We all know that Mariana can resist anything except temptation. Stop it. Even you on your commentary on the weekend, you couldn't risk temptation. You said this hand is going down, and all of a sudden, the opponents popped up exactly what the declarer wanted them to do. You might like to explain. Uh, this was this is not part of your tip, Kermit. They asked me to do some commentating on the final of these Spring National Open teams, you know. I've got a big mouth and I talk a lot, so I didn't say no. And that was my first time I succumbed to temptation. And then I was watching this hand. They'd got to six spades, and the defence found a really good lead from four of the Queen of Diamonds, and their partner had ace-jack to four sitting over the King of Diamonds. And I said, the slam is going down. Well, that was a stupid thing to say, wasn't it? (laughs) Declara played low from dummy, and the next hand put the ace. And I said, said, it's not going down anymore. Isn't that interesting? Because this is the final of quite a respectable event. And even at that level, you don't always get those things right. Exactly. Yeah, this wasn't a couple of beginners. These were some really good players. You know, they thought their diamond trick was going to run away and they needed to take it and they probably had a trick somewhere else. Well, they didn't. Ah, I find that defence is a lot easier when you can see all the heads. I don't know, is it just me? (laughs) That's what I found. I could see them all, and I thought, that's a great lead. They just have to put the jacket on it, and it'll win. But they couldn't see that. I did when I'd said, this is going down, and then two seconds later I was saying, 
This is making. <laughs> That's exactly what your tip means. You got to think. Yes. Why are they doing it? Yeah. Always be suspicious. Why is the clearer doing this? Hmm. It looks like they're making a mistake, but are they? Let's have a little think. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know the really tricky thing is they sometimes they are making a mistake. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah. And you got to tell which is which. <laughs> yeah. That's the joy of it. That's why defence is the coolest part of the game. It's like working behind a, a velvet curtain. <laughs> Whatever that means. Sometimes you're going to get it right, and that'll feel really good. <laughs> Other times, it doesn't feel so good. No. <laughs> well, that's, that's defence. Right. Bridge, that's why we keep coming back. And it's just so interesting that, it, you know, and that level that didn't happen. Partner found the awesome lead. They're still waiting to take their second trip. You want me to just repeat my tip? Whatever the clearer is trying to do is not to your advantage when you're defending. They're not on your side. Thank you, Pam. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. And to close the show, we continue with our bridge documentary snippet from It's in the Card following Gavin Walpert and Vincent Moore. Enjoy. Catch you next week. Bye for now. The Fall Nationals of the American Contract Bridge League. Thousands of people. Hundreds of tables. And some of the most intense competition you'll find. The boys are playing in a grueling event called the North American Swiss. Their first opponents look like easy prey. Young people think quicker. You have to think of through so much information so quickly. What are they thinking about? How they'll use each of their 13 cards in the 13 rounds of play. It's puzzles. It's constant puzzles for you to solve. At the beginning of each hand, there's an auction. Players use special bidding cards to declare the strength of their hands. Vince wins the auction by bidding three diamonds. Now, the play begins. Here, bridge is like most other card games. Everybody shows a card and the highest card wins the trick. He has to win half the tricks plus three. If he can do it, he and Gavin win the points, or imps as they're called. If he can't, their opponents get the imps. But as bridge players say, Vince sees deeply into the cards. Some people are great play makers, and some people are just consistent, you know, good players. I'm just one of these consistent good players. I'm not, Vince can make great plays. Nice. Vince is so certain he's going to win, he just shows all his cards. Nice hand. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we're the first ones done. The boys post a good early score, but they're not the only young guns fighting to prove themselves. There's only a handful of well-paying bridge gigs out there, and there's plenty of competition for them. But Gavin and Vince play at a higher level than most of the other juniors. Like all bridge players, the boys use the bidding cards to speak in coded messages to each other. When they're bidding, it's like they're having a conversation. In this conversation, Gavin tells Vince that he's got lots of hearts. Vince only has a few hearts, but knowing that Gavin has lots, he takes a calculated risk. He bids four hearts. It's a gutsy bid, and the opponents smell blood. He starts with a sure winner. Vince loses the first trick. The opponent leads another sure winner. Vince loses the second trick, too. If he loses one more trick, he's blown the hand. He wins the next trick, and then the one after that. He's like a pool hustler running the table. 
With five cards still to play, he knows he's won. That was fun. Fast and fun. <laughs> you only had three hearts? Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's clutch. That's what I'm talking about. You found the four hearts? Oh, yeah. 600 <laughs> pairs started this event. <laughs> After the first day, Gavin and Vince are in the top ten. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.